This is In the Know for Thursday, May 5, Cinco de Mayo, the 125th day of 2022. There are 240 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through In the Know at K105 on Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose. Live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast. On Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter. And the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. It's a National Day of Prayer. We'll tell you about that and an event going on today that you may need to know about. Colonel Debbie Childress from the Grayson County Alliance will stop by and we'll be talking about Art in the Park, the ninth annual Art in the Park. We've got that and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the Know. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire, is my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's me. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, we It's an odd time for celebrations here in Kentucky because we're all about Derby Week. So Cinco de Mayo has a tendency to get overlooked. You're not wearing your sombrero today. I'm not. Uh, you do. I, I have a photograph of you wearing a sombrero. <laughs> I think what were you, Carlos Charlie's? Uh, Carlos and Charlie's. Do you remember that? Um, You're wearing, yeah, yeah probably, maybe, perhaps. Yeah. And um, by the way, in portions of our country, Denver, Colorado, Chandler, Arizona, all have an annual Chihuahua race in honor of Cinco de Mayo. So while we're having horse races, some people are racing miniature dogs today, which there would be uh, it's a different meaning to the idea of going to the dog track. He is the five-time winner of the coveted Ohio News Honk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee covering every corner of the globe. London, Budapest, Rio, Tokyo, and Litchfield. He's Sam Gormley. And the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm getting I'm getting excited. I mean, we had May the 4th yesterday, so uh-huh. May the 4th be with you. Uh, today is uh, it's Derby. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, National Day of Prayer. It's Cinco de Mayo. Tomorrow is Oaks Day. And uh, at least the youngest member of our household is super ready for <laughs> it to be Oaks and Derby Day. Yes. At Clarkson Elementary School today, it was dress your best and wear your derby hat. So there's uh, <laughs> there's Alea. She's ready for Thurby. Yes, you, like her, you like her pink hat, Sam? It, it, it's amazing. Yeah, I mean, it it, uh, it just looks like she's ready to go to Thurby and yes. and bet on some ponies. Are you going to be rocking it on Saturday? Uh, I, I will. I, I will not. Um, no, that's 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 hers. Uh, uh-huh. So she. Can, I didn't know if you worked out a deal that she could wear it today, so you could wear it Saturday. Or no, something. no, I'm gonna. I'm, I'll defer to her. She gets uh-huh. what she wants, so that's uh, <laughs> that's, Isn't that that's, the that's truth? okay with that. So she's. But uh, that smile, still, every time I see mm-hmm. it, is that. Uh, that smile with is the, she missing all of them? Uh, well, so she's got new teeth on the bottom. Yeah, she has okay. she has yeah. she has new permanent teeth coming mm-hmm. in on the bottom, and that I've noticed in the last couple of days. So anyway, uh, tomorrow they're having an actual. She's excited because they're actually having a running race yes. tomorrow at Clarkson. And now, do we have odds? Because I mean, I, listen, I don't know that there would be odds. Well, that I, I would bet against. I would bet for. I mean, wouldn't bet against her. I, I mean, went ahead I and started today with the just do your best. You mm-hmm. don't win every race you run in. Mm-hmm. Just do your best, and if you try really hard and run as fast and as safe and well as you can, then everybody will be happy with oh, that. I because I don't want do her. To, well. I don't want her to be disappointed. Uh, 
she's going to win. Uh, <laughs> she'll do really well. I, I'm a little bit concerned as the children get older because their legs are longer. <laughs> yeah. But what I've learned about her, though, is that's not going to matter. She's going to give it everything she's <laughs> oh, got. Yeah. She doesn't hold back. That's for sure. She's got an older brother, too. So she knows that. You but know. I, I have already settled into, though, let's try to yes. keep her from being disappointed because yes. uh-huh. not everything goes your way. But I secretly have been wondering, well, so what age group will it take? What what grade level mm-hmm. will it take for someone to outrun her? Yeah. And it will she have to do with me. There's no doubt about that. She can, well, outrun, she can yeah. outrun me. Um, I was chasing her around on a bicycle yesterday, and she was just riding off and leaving me. So, and she thinks, yeah, she thinks that's hilarious. Uh, just to run, to ride yeah. out of sight because, like, we're trying to trot along <laughs> to keep up with her, and she she thinks that's a scream. Oh yeah, she's it's a See, scream. The old all people right. run. Uh, rain is going to return later today. So what this time yesterday looked like maybe a one o'clock rain, I think will be at least a three o'clock rain here in the central time zone. So the later in the day. The later in the day it gets, the later we wait for rain. Scattered showers possible later. Maybe some thunderstorms across our area. Uh, maybe not. Just you know, just kind of be aware and uh, and um, on alert. Active day tomorrow with clusters of heavy rain and thunder. Maybe even portions of our region. Maybe some hail. And mm-hmm. then Derby Day, cloudy and cool with pockets of light rain or drizzle. And then later. The later in the day as we get to the Derby runs at about 5.40, I think, our time. I've not looked at the exact post time. Because yeah, don't they do it like 26.27 or 5.27 or something? Yes, like it, Eastern then, time. Yeah. And then, See, I always think Eastern time because that's uh, how I watch almost every Derby of my life. And so so it's – yeah, and then you subtract an hour for us. But they're – you know, most people think that's like the last race of the day, and it's not I've, – I've got the post oh, – uh, I've got say. the entire race card over here. Uh, I can look up later. Afternoon rain today, thunder high of 76. We'll see 100% chance of rain tonight and 64. Thunderstorms tomorrow, rain chance of 90% and a high of 75. Uh, back into the 50s tomorrow night and then get ready for Central. Dirt. 557 Central. Wow. So it's almost 7 o'clock Eastern mm-hmm. time. Like It will be the the Garland of Roses will presented, be presented well after 7 o'clock. I think they keep inching that later. To try and bring mm-hmm. as much as many West Coast viewers mm-hmm. into the fold as possible. Uh, big news today that may not seem like big news to you today, but it will seem like big news to you over the next year or so. And that's the fact that the Fed has raised a key interest rate by half a point to try and tame some inflation. They intensified their fight against the worst inflation in 40 years by raising its benchmark interest rate by a half percentage point yesterday. It's most aggressive move since the year 2000 and uh, signaling further large rate hikes to come. So this is kind of a game of, I don't know if I'll call it a game of cat and mouse, but the Fed tries to raise interest rates and then gauge response. And then they see, okay, what happens to the market? What happens to, what do the people say? And so yesterday, the the Dow, the markets kind of flattened out while they were making this announcement. And then after they made the announcement and said what they were going to do, and maybe more importantly, what they weren't going to do, then the markets can turn to regular trading. So oftentimes that's when you're trying to balance this ecosystem, this economics ecosystem, you're trying to go far enough in to discourage behavior without wrecking the economy. So it's a little like this. 
They raise interest rates to try and slow things down and bring things more under control. If you've ever been driving a uh, vehicle down the road and in the snowy conditions and your traction brakes, you're... You start to lose traction, and what do you do? You correct, right? You try and steer into, you steer in the direction that your back end is going, and then, but then there's a course correction, right? Then you have to come to the other side. What you, what the Fed is trying to do is delicately make these maneuvers without creating a recession, and so it's a very, um, it's delicate, and that's what they're trying to do: is slow things down just enough to get control of the economy to bring this inflation in line. What does that mean? It's more for credit card interest rates. It's more for variable types of things. but And it's not going to immediately solve problems and price pr- issues. That may take 6, 12, 18 months on some of those things to bring them back in line. But they have to start making some of those moves now uh, to try and do something different. I didn't mention it yesterday. Uh, Tuesday, there was a big election in Ohio. It's kind of a contentious and hyper-competitive GOP Senate rate. Uh, J.D. Vance, who is the author of Hillbilly Elegy, I've not read the book. I've seen the movie, and I thought it was um, compelling. It's about his upbringing in, in Appalachia, but he's never run for office in, in anything, and now he's the nominee for uh, Ohio, for one of Ohio's Senate seats. The reason that it's a little bit interesting is because people were trying to use it as a barometer of the the level of impact that Donald Trump still has in the Republican Party and in primaries. And so Trump did endorse J.D. Vance. Did he? Well, he... Sure, he didn't uh, endorse both the candidates. Well, yeah, and so you kind of <laughs> led me to where I was going in this regard. Here, here's what I don't know about. There's There's leadership... And then there's that move where you see a crowd of people who have gathered up and they're heading off in a direction, and then you run over there and get in front of them and look like you lead, you're leading them where they're going. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how much of this is Trump picking the winner and getting in front of him and saying, here's your winner right here, or how much of it is Trump going over and saying, this is the guy you should vote for. And there's a little bit of both. But I'll just tell you, I know you know big, big members of the party are all pro-Trump. And I mean, I'm finished with Trump. I'm a conservative, I'm a Republican, and I'm finished with Trump because the, the, my, con, my concerns with Trump is the swings of the pendulum, is that our nation cannot withstand these huge swings from all the way this direction and then the centrifugal force that takes place and the damage that occurs in swinging back the other direction. America should be more of a centrist nation. Right. I mean, I I want my principles and I and I like my ideology. I want it to be part of the calculus. But the way that it's lining up is that for four and eight years, I just get completely, totally ignored. And then for four or eight years, we swing to the other side and the other people get completely or totally ignored. The middle has eroded and we got to get closer back to the middle if we want our nation to sustain. And so that's why I just. I don't like this idea of everybody just waiting to see. Well, is Trump still a thing? Is is he still? I, I, and and I'm not sure that a Ron DeSantis is any better. That just may be an additional he just pendulum swing. Thirty five years younger. He m- might be. I mean, I I applaud some of his some of his moves. Uh, I think he'll pay the price for some of his moves, and that's that just kind of kind of happens. That's what happened a couple of years ago with the Trump administration. They paid for some of their some of their moves, but anyway, closer to home. Uh, a for the second time this week, 
A member of the Grayson County Sheriff's Office Most Wanted list has been arrested. 23-year-old John Whitehead was captured on Tuesday by the LPD when they arrived at a residence regarding a domestic disturbance. He was caught trying to flee the residence, according to Sheriff Chaffins. He'd been on the list since uh, October of last year, so uh, two times this week that someone has been uh, apprehended that they were looking for. A man accused of illegally entering a residence and assaulting the occupant has been arrested in Edmondson County. Tuesday night about 6, Edmondson County deputies were dispatched to the 2700 block of Calibiate Road to the report of a burglary and assault. Deputies encountered a Honda traveling at a high rate of speed while they were going toward the scene with the flashers on. One deputy continued to the Calibiate Road residence while the other deputy conducted a traffic stop on the vehicle. They made contact with the driver and learned that the burglary suspect, a 25-year-old Gary Foley, had been a passenger in the car and had suffered a cut to his arm while he was assaulting the occupant of the Calibiate Road residence. Foley had exited the vehicle, fled into a wooded area near the intersection of 259 and 101 prior to police stopping the Honda. They located Foley in a wooded area. He continued to flee. About two hours later, with the assistance of a tracking dog, they were able to uh, find him. He was transported for medical care. And more details you can read at K105.com. A candidate shooting suspect to remain in federal custody. Quintez Brown should remain locked up because uh, prosecutors showed by clear and convincing evidence that the proposed conditions on release cannot reasonably assure the safety of the community. That's according to a U.S. District Judge in federal court yesterday. A federal magistrate had granted Brown's request for release to home incarceration, but prosecutors appealed, describing him as erratic, unpredictable, and likely to disappear. Craig Greenberg was the um, was the victim of this alleged shooting. Quote finger alleged. In my mind, <laughs> I think we've got the facts on the deal, but, you know, innocent until proven guilty. I have noticed that if this had not happened, I couldn't have told you who Craig Greenberg was. And now, whenever I see or hear a commercial for Craig Greenberg, it stands out to me. I'm not sure I could name you another candidate in the race. And so I'm just wondering if, I mean, no one no one wants to be shot at. No one wants to. But is there an empathy factor or is there a notoriety factor of the Greenberg campaign as a result of being the target that is likely to propel him to being the winner of the race? I don't. I don't, I don't no, know the answer possibly. to that, but it's... People th- know who he is. I think it's a reasonable think, hypothesis. For, for a percentage of voters, empathy 100%. 100%. Now, now, I think people inside Jefferson County were more likely to know him and who he is and his platform and whether he would be a good leader. But I'm just saying out here in the rest of the state where I don't really care who the mayor of Louisville is, I go, oh, well, that guy, that's the guy that got shot at that's mm-hmm. running for mayor. And I go, well, he's probably going to win. Who also owns OVW. That's the only thing else oh, I know about. He is about a him. co-owner of OVW. Uh-huh. Yeah, I forgot. Kentucky consumers will receive $1.6 million from the TurboTax settlement. That misleading practices of free-free and all that that TurboTax did. Um, part of Kentucky's settlement. Well, Kentucky's portion of that settlement with a bunch of states was $1.6 million. So. What do I get, like two bucks out of that? I don't know. They're probably just, probably just going to spend it on, uh, oh, you know, that section of highway. In front of like where you live on uh-huh. Millerstown Road, that section that goes from the entrance, one side of the entrance of Clarkson Elementary School to the other side of Clarkson Elementary School, uh-huh. that's what they're going to spend it on. 
Uh, can they maybe spend it on Beehive Curve, get that going a little quicker? You know what? If they spend it that way, they they ha- they well, can take my money. Those beans have already been accounted for. That's uh-huh. all. That's well, all. Part well, of you the, can put it in my two dollars. The commissioners Jesse. of the Southeastern Conference and Pac-12 are scheduled to meet with lawmakers in Washington today to lobby for federal legislation to regulate name, image, and likeness compensation to athletes. Um, is it fair to say, Samuel? That we are in the wild, wild west of NIL. Yeah, but I think this was expected. I think that right now, all of these schools, and the, the most interesting thing is I think a lot of people to a business owners that are paying this money are, are really going to start to learn how much it's actually worth. Okay. Oh, so an actual value is getting placed. And I think that that's going to be, that's the biggest thing with this, is that right now you're just seeing all of this money. And is, is Oscar Shibway really worth $2 million? The market will sort it out. Exactly. Yeah. And that's kind of one of those things. Is he, you know, yes, he's beloved, but even though he's he beloved, is he really $500,000? Or maybe the market will say he's worth $10 million. You know, I don't, I don't know. And I think that that's going to be kind of the, the interesting thing to watch, and especially the difference in players. But, I mean, you looked at it, the, the downside is you look down at, like, WKU, uh, Jamarian Sharp, the big guy, you know, the seven foot six guy. Yes. He entered the transfer portal because he has some promises from an SEC school of money. And and that's kind of the part that that's kind of like that gray area right now that there is an SEC school that has promised him a deal. So this is the Wild West. In a way, that's where it is. That's where because it is. this is it doesn't take it doesn't take long before we end up there where you're being lured you're basically being bought to come and play and it hurts and at some, schools like listen, at some level it's always been kind of transactional but you get an education you get the opportunity to play if you play really well then you get to go to the nba and you'd be a professional now the supreme court said you can't use the name image and likeness of these individuals without compensating them if you're making millions and billions of dollars and your coach is making nine million dollars a year these kids can't be over here trying to scrape pennies together to come up with a value meal as they should and and so i get all that but the multiples the way that it has mushroomed and you've got collectives at schools that are just they're just boosters dumping money into a pile and then everybody gets some like well is that your your backup your your third string left tackle who no one knows is going to get some money is he being compensated for the name image and likeness well he's his picture is on the team photo that we're putting on calendars and so, so this is the gray area that I just don't we got to figure this I mean, out you just got to think like we can talk Grayson County example you don't think that three years ago Landon Young would have made a lot of money. Oh, yeah, me. He, he would have signed a deal with a, probably a vet's <laughs> office, or I'm sure that there would have been a Grayson County business that would have looked into getting him. Could have. It's just there's going to have – the Supreme Court said you can't not pay them. But unfortunately, the Supreme Nine-0. Court didn't give any guidance to say, and I don't but think here's, here's a framework that can be – well, then who gets to decide? NCAA. <laughs> oh, they're worthless. I did see a story yesterday at K105.com, the Grayson County High School track and field team – Swept Ohio County in a meet at Cougar Stadium on Tuesday. The uh, Cougar boys took down the Eagles 72 to 70. Lady Cougars won 76 and point and a half to 51 and a half. Grayson County won 18 of the 35 total events. Uh, Sam, can I see a bigger version of this photo? I can. Is it? 
the gentleman on the front row in yes. the lower is that I'm, is that Mr. Benningfield? It is. It is. This Mr. is a picture from a couple of weeks ago yeah, that they took the, at their, their the Arlen Benningfield Classic. But that's him. Yes. Yeah. I, I thought I thought that was him. Did you know everything I know about eighth grade science? It's from him. He <laughs> he gets the credit or the blame. For it's you can decide whether it's blame or credit, but everything I know about eighth grade science, I have to thank Mr. Benningfield for. He's now, a good track coach. I also learned a lot of jokes. I learned a lot of things about things that are not science. We crammed a lot of curriculum <laughs> into a one-hour daily science class in eighth grade, and so I'm very grateful for that. So thank you very much. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Colonel Debbie Childress is here. We're going to talk uh, talk art in the park coming up here on In the Know. Don't you worry about a thing. Don't you worry about a thing. Today is Cinco de Mayo. It is, uh, we talked about that earlier. Today is National Day of Prayer, and that's significant. The reason you need to know about that, well, other than it's just a good idea, but it's because K105 Digital Productions will be uh, streaming the coverage of the local National Day of Prayer ceremony, which will be at the new courthouse mm-hmm. on East Carroll Gibson Boulevard. We'll have that for you about noon today. So uh, forecast looks like it's holding up for that. That's good. It's also World Password Day today. Good idea to change your password. And it's Revenge of the Fifth Day. I, I would just like to ca- caution my... One. I would like to caution my Star Wars brethren mm-hmm. to say, listen, we got the, we figured out a way to shoehorn mm-hmm. one day into this thing with May the 4th. I think one's let's too not, many. Let's, too not overplay, let's not overplay our hand by trying to ask for a secondary holiday, especially on the very next day, by calling it Revenge of the 5th. Just let Cinco de Mayo have its thing. And the we'll far superior good. franchise doesn't celebrate a day like you that. You hush your Potter. mouth. Okay, so let's <laughs> move on to something that's more important than hearing Sam talk. Let's uh, say good morning and welcome back to Colonel Debbie Childress. She is the director of the Grayson County Alliance. Salute. Good morning. Welcome back. Good morning. Um, you've got your hands full today. In addition to being here, I see you're in the middle of a produce distribution. Yes, at the fairgrounds today until not noon. And so it's open to anybody in Grayson County. And it's an opportunity for us to get fresh produce in the hands of our community and help somebody out. Did you eyeball the, is it, is it fair to Midland produce or is it a oh, it's, it's, double A grade? It's, or like, it's double A. It it's, it's potatoes and apples and onions. Oh. And uh, mm. we're just, it's quality stuff. It's now, retail. Now you've distracted us. We're thinking about all the good produce that's Apple there. Pie. Um, there's, um, but I also saw a big turnout. So, obviously, uh, needs are still there. People are still relying upon you heavily for your services. Yeah, we're staying pretty consistently busy and seeing some folks we hadn't seen in a while uh, with the changes in SNAP benefits and people have lost their pandemic insurance. And just that this it's a new season after the pandemic. You know, we're still shuffling and figuring out how can we best aid people and also help people get to the place where they don't need us. I kind of passively observe as well. Uh, I've got a, a barometer in my mind. Kind of, it's not that I laugh about it, but it kind of, kind of amuses me in a way that all of a sudden, when you start seeing lots of mopeds and scooters and motorcycles around, that's usually a barometer for the fact that gasoline prices are super high. And when families get squeezed at the pump, I would imagine one of the places they get squeezed to is showing up at your door saying, hey, uh, fuel prices are more than we can bear. We need some help. It, yes, and that and the and the prices of groceries. And uh, I encourage people, if they qualify and need our services, to come to us first 
and then leverage your other dollars at the grocery store because maybe we're giving milk that day so you don't go buy it at the grocery or mm-hmm. or maybe we have um, some kind of extra that you were going to buy. So just leverage what we can do better by coming to us first and then going to the grocery and, and doing what we're all having to do, that price comparison uh, coupons may become a thing again. I had never considered the order in which you do those things being important, but it makes perfect sense now that you explain it to me is that there's you could easily duplicate something that you could have helped with if you get the proverbial cart before the horse. Right. And we're not we don't know till we have it what we're given and so mm-hmm. we can't, you know, prepare people that way. We just, you know, come to us first and then it the other way. You've got some signature events that serve as fundraisers. They're, they're, com- they're community engagement tools, but they also have the underpinning of fundraising for the Alliance. Uh, Empty Bowls is one. The Ducking Hunger Regatta, which just in a matter of a few months you'll be back to talk <laughs> yes. about. It's hard to believe it's already going to be Ducking Hunger Regatta season. But nestled between those two, at least in my mind, mm-hmm. is the Art in the Park and its ninth iteration of art in the park i believe it's the ninth annual yes yes Yes. and so it will return to james d bevel city park on may 21st but keeps building and building what are the origins how did you get involved with art in the park well i came in uh they were already into this i've been here since 2016 and uh with this being our ninth year so they were already serving the community with art in the park prior to my becoming executive director but i always enjoyed it because i'm an art enthusiast myself i've always been something that i participated in as a community member um art in the park is just a great way to showcase the local and regional talent both uh, artistically and musically and it's just community and i think it's neat that uh yes it's a fundraiser for the alliance but the bigger part of the reason this started was because the team really saw that we were lacking that focus on creative arts and this was the opportunity for the alliance to give back and make that opportunity possible I, I say this every time we have a conversation publicly about art in the park, and I will continue to say it because the the message still rings true. One of the reasons that we participate and one of the reasons we began participating uh, back, you know, over nine years ago when you have conversations with Rita and Linda and Park and those of you who are around the Alliance and Art in the Park, you know who, know who those three individuals are. And I don't want to name any more because I'll leave other people out. But they said, will you participate? Will you help promote this? And I said, absolutely. Because anything that deepens the cultural mm-hmm. pool of our community I am on board for because I think it's this type of thing that hasn't been spotlighted or showcased historically in my 50 years in the community to the level in which I would hope. So anything we can do to prop that up, we were we are all on board for the way that over nine years, Debbie, the way it has changed from, oh, it's it's some people over there in the park (laughs) and they're doing art things and they've got drawing and they've got painting the way that it has blossomed into multiple uh, um you know multiple opportunities and multiple forums has really marveled me. I'm impressed with where it's come from and where it's going. Well, I'm super excited because each year we look to advance what we're bringing because it's really a festival. It's, you know, uh you might not be somebody that paints or uh does basket weaving, but all of us enjoy music and community and there's something for the kids to do and and we've brought an element with a tiny art show that people can participate in at their amateur or professional level and there's just so many ways that it can bring community together and goodness knows the last two years uh, mm-hmm. community together has been hard and last year we were the first event 
out of the restrictions of limited gatherings. And we had the most marvelous day. It was beautiful weather. We were packed with talent and people. It was all day people in and out. I just had the best time personally. I remember being there last Mm -hmm. year in particular, and much as you just pointed out, it felt weird (laughs) Yeah, because it was... One of those first events where, yes, it was outside, so you kind of felt confident you could roam around, but seeing people and their smiling faces. Mm-hmm. And I remember like having a really big conversation with Denise and Bill Embry, mm-hmm. you know, people that I've known my entire life going back to, you know, football days. And, 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 and just the, there was almost a euphoric feeling or celebration because, you know, so many different things that made people happy artistically. And it was like a reunion of sorts as we've been kind of freed from this keeping from people, but it still had this, can I actually carry on a conversation <laughs> with you? Can I touch you? Like, yeah. can I pat you on the shoulder? Yeah. It was weird, but that's the importance of these types of, of events. That's this is why we have them in the community. Absolutely, and you know, we have so much to work on in the community, and the alliance has its focus on that. But we also have so much to celebrate in this community. I I've been proud of our response during the pandemic as as an agency, but as a overall community to the things that had to get done and couldn't stop. But I am so proud when I stand among my community at like Art in the Park and I see just the friendliness and the the kindness and the uh, camaraderie that comes together. And to do that by elevating the the importance of arts in your life, because for me, art is my own personal therapy. It's how I dealt with a lot of the pandemic and, and stress and just brings joy to my life. So to inspire others and uh, just enjoy other people's talents is nice. You know, you say, if you just roam around art in the park and you've got that stereotypical, oh, well, he or she is an artist. And you think, okay, so beret and a little you know, <laughs> fr- French beard here and carrying around an easel and paintbrushes. This, breaking that stereotype is so impressive because when you roam around and see all of the artisans that are there and you think, well, that person doesn't look like an artist, but then you see their craft, you see what they make, and you go, you're bl- you're blown away. So it really kind of shatters some stereotypes right. as well and gets you excited almost to the point where you go, I could also do something like that. Yeah. So it's encouraging other people to maybe discover the artist in themselves. And, and that and the, the musicians mm-hmm. and, and the, the experience of our local talent that way and just a phenomenal way to uh, – just enjoy and refresh and you know it's free admission free parking free kids activities vendors row you can just soak up all the art and fun you can the music just uh, just keep your toe tapping and and then we're going to have food vendors so there's you just come and bring your chair and stay for the day tiny art yes is back a- absolutely the tiny art second show. second annual so uh, what that is is twofold it's an an exhibit and a fundraiser so uh, we're seeking donations uh, for Tiny Art, and Sam's showing some of the pieces that have already come in. And this year's theme is Art with a Heart. So that's whatever it means to you. Okay. Uh, the interpretation is different. And so this artist uh, poured their art out of a heart, so I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, and like so it. Tiny Art gets donated to us. It goes on exhibit from 9 to 10 a.m., and at 10 a.m., each piece goes on sale for $10, and 100% of that goes to the food pantry. Last year we had 214 pieces of art. 
Uh, and of the ones sold, I think we raised over $1,100 just from the tiny art show for the food pantry. So that's uh, Paula Haynes. That's one of her pieces she's donated. Mm, and It's really good. And uh, just fantastic. So uh, it's just, and, and you know, we can all make room for a little piece of tiny art in our life. Oh, sure. I mean, you can just put this on your desk. Well, and we have a piece over mm-hmm. there on our knick-knack, uh, uh, knick-knack shelf that uh, is, that we yeah. keep. Uh, G- GCartinthepark.org. Uh, uh, 270-259-4000 is the way to contact the Fine Arts and Fine Crafts Show. Where are we? So it's May 21st, obviously, so it's still a couple of weeks away. And I know you'll be back before then. But one of the reasons, I guess, the urgency or the call to action today is to, is a call for vendors. Right now is the time to act if you want in the show. Right. We, ha- we already have about 23 vendors signed up. If you're hesitating, you need to get your application in now. Give us a call. I can talk you through that. Uh, but it is a juried show, so if you're new with us, you'll have to be juried by our team. Uh, but also we have opportunity for the tiny art, and we're also seeking uh, sponsors for the event. And so if you're a business or individual group and want to sponsor the show, get your name out there and supporting the arts and the alliance, uh, we want to make that happen. Uh, that's part of how we raise funds for the food pantry. We would love to have you right alongside us with uh, proud sponsors of this event. Uh, I also... I, Two things. One, you got to come back and talk specifics about Absolutely. in a couple of weeks before the show. You also got to come back sometime soon, and we got to talk about the progress on your remodel across the street. Yep. Saw some really exciting progress in photographs the other day. And then I selfishly need to know the guy from last year who did the welding that mm-hmm. had the barrels that had all the Michael is, Kelly. Is he coming back? He's supposed to be. I hope so. <laughs> that's that's the one that got away last year. I thought, oh, I should have acted on that, and yeah. I didn't. So uh, we love you. It's good to see you. Love you guys. And uh, come back real soon, okay? Will do. That's Debbie Childress from the Grayson County Alliance. We're talking art in the park. We'll have plenty more information for you on that coming up here on In the Know. Average, you breathe twenty three thousand times a day. So that math puzzled me just a little bit. So you've got that's uh, obviously less than a thousand times an hour. Mm-hmm. If it's twenty three thousand for the day, that would be less than a thousand per hour. So even if you were once per second which you're probably not, you're talking about 3,600 breaths an hour times 24, you're talking about 86,400. So that, so obviously that has to work. It has to slow down. How many times do you breathe a per minute? Is this like an average of a year? Because if you're doing some hard work and, you know, you're probably breathing well, a little. That's little. what I'm saying. You walk, mm-hmm. you go do whatever, you're, you're mm-hmm. like it picks up. So mm-hmm. the fact that it's 23,000 a day, but then, if you just multiply, say one per second, thirty six hundred an hour. Multiply that, you're in the eighty, you know, eighty thousand something. I mean, so, if I'm laying on the couch, well, I would say laying on the couch watching TV. But usually, my TV on is the Reds, and that's usually causing a lot of heavy breathing. Do you breathe like four times a minute when you sleep? <laughs> I'd say it's maybe more than that. I don't or know. six times a minute. I don't. I have no. I don't idea. typically count. You don't. You don't count while you sleep. No, not usually. Right, very good. Not usually. Um, Maybe there's a device. Maybe that's the problem technology will solve next mm-hmm. is telling you how many times per minute you, you breathe while you sleep. Yeah, I need to know that. Dolly Parton is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Well, she's not been inducted yet. 
but she has been she has been nominated or she's been nominated and she's been voted into the Rock Hall along with Pat Benatar, Duran Duran, Eminem, the Eurythmics, Lionel Richie, Carly Simon, Harry Balafonte, Mama, look at Boo Boo, Elizabeth Cotton, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, Judas Priest, Alan Grubman, Jimmy Iovine, and Sylvia Robinson. Jimmy Iovine, he's from America. Isn't he the guy from America? He was Idol? on American That's Idol right. briefly, okay. but he's just, uh, he's responsible for Dr. Dre and. Uh-huh. Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis and some of those guys helping them get started. So Judas Priest, by the way, got some type of special recognition. I don't. There's something about uh, the way some of these people got in. But Dolly (laughs) finally said she would graciously accept. You know, she said she first said, "Oh no, not me! I can't be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame." And she finally said, "Well, if they put me in, then I'll have to." I I think that's a decent list. So Duran Duran's Pat Benatar. I was surprised she wasn't already in. I yeah, was me too. surprised. Who was uh, I? Was some, somebody else? I was really surprised. Judas Priest. How, how was Carly Simon not in? Uh huh. Well, I, mean, I think Pat, I mean Pat Benatar's had some major hits, Heartbreaker, but not as many as Carly Simon. And you look at at the things that Carly Simon wrote that have been mm-hmm. in there. So that's kind of Duran Duran surprising I'm, uh, to me. I mean, I'm fine. Her name is Rio. Uh, Dave Chappelle's rep issues a statement. How did this happen? Yeah, right. Have you seen the video? I did. I've not. And then I saw the follow-up on who came on stage right after it happened. <laughs> Chris Rock. Uh-huh. Yeah, they had... Which I mean, almost makes me think, like, how was Chris Rock just happening to be <laughs> right there when it happens? I'll like, tell you, I was I was a conspiracy theorist on the Will Smith-Chris Rock thing, and now there's a part of me that's thinking, eh, eh, I don't know. Jamie Foxx was also happened to be sitting there, too, though. It was this... It was that... Um, what Netflix is a joke? The festival deal. I mean, the who's who of comedy world are mm-hmm. there. But listen, this is dangerous. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. This guy had a replica gun. It was a fake gun, but it had a real had a real knife blade in it. Yeah, like a bayonet. Wasn't if it? this guy really wanted to hurt Dave Chappelle, he could have. I mean, he had enough of a head start that he got to him before security got there, and it showcased how exposed you are when you're out there on the stage. If somebody can get past that first line of security, they can pretty much do whatever they want to do. And But this guy had dropped, he's a wannabe rapper, and he had dropped a track two years ago about Dave Chappelle. So I don't, I, I, I'm just not sure. I, I, don't. I am just glad that, you know, it could have been a lot worse. It definitely could, could have, have been, been a lot a worse. worse. Uh, Top Gun Maverick director Joseph Kozinski said that he feared Lady Gaga's theme song wouldn't be good. He never heard a Lady Gaga song? <laughs> well, when you do when you do publicly say, okay, Lady Gaga is going to do it, what if she does bring you something that you go, this just doesn't match my movie? Like, uh-huh. how do you then walk it back once it's already out there and people say, oh, Lady See, Gaga's doing the And the only thing, the thing I've heard of it is the little bit you played yesterday on the show. So I'm presu- presuming you've listened to it at least once more, haven't you? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not completely hooked by it yet. Uh-huh. Um, You'll get there though, won't you? Well, I think. I think it will also help if I see the movie. Is this it? Yeah, that's it. So I don't. I mean, I mean, she can sing. I mean, she can. But this is what this is, right? This is the modern version. Hold My Hand is the modern version of Berlin. And so, anyway, he said once he heard it. 
Once he heard it, he said, uh, he said, how do you say no thank you to Lady Gaga? But as soon as we heard the song, it was like, wow, that's a classic medley. That's fantastic. Even in demo form. So it sounds like it works okay. But I'd have been nervous too, I think. I'm curious what's happening in the movie when the song comes on, you know, all of that. Oh, obviously, fighters, jet fighter uh-huh. scene where they're fighting with the Chinese nigs and all that. Well, isn't, isn't that about 95% of the movie? Yeah, that's all of the movie. Well, and then sweaty men playing volleyball. Uh-huh. That's the rest of it as well. we got to get to a break. We'll come back. Finish it up for the morning. You're on In the Know. MB's point to ponder for today. What are the odds I'm going to get a churro today? Slim, slim, yeah. Okay. You can get the mini churros at the restaurant that aren't too bad. All right. Well, I was, I got so many things I'm pondering. One, I was gonna, oh, yeah, I was gonna ponder. They're good. When will you all start to decide who your derby pick is? Because oh, done. It's already finished. Okay. Yep. So yeah. we'll save it for tomorrow because you gotta. I, yeah. I still keep I looking. I'm looking at odds and post draw. Well, you know, you know and, how I do it. It's simple. Yeah. yeah. His is simple. Okay. It's well, simple. All right, but you would really just take a thirty to one horse and just go. That's my pick. I think I think he's twenty to one. Charge it. Uh, smile happy. I don't remember. What you heard what I said about smile happy yesterday. It doesn't work. Simplification, too simple. I'm still. It's even though it's thirty to one. <laughs> something about that classic causeway. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, classic causeway down the fountain. It sounds very charge it. Sounds very nineteen twenties. Yeah, that's that's terrible. By the way, charge yeah, it. Just, charge yeah. it. There you go. That's the winner right now. I'm going to have to go with the number one pick. This, I mean, if we're going on. Oh, you're going to you're gonna just pick the favorite? Out of the, out of the first gate or you're taking uh, Zenden? No, isn't it? Isn't, uh, uh, Zenden. The, no, the post I, position. Epicenter's the favorite. Mo Donegal? Yeah, you're I You're taking guess. Mo Donegal? Well, I mean, green silks. Yeah, it's true. So. Hard to. Yeah. Epicenter's the favorite. <laughs> I think it's seven to two. Okay. Well, I'm just saying over the next uh, tw- 23 guess. hours, you all need to give it some thought and kind of z- zero in on it. Oh. And if you want to pick a, you know. Do I have to make an Oaks pick, too? Pick an exact. Uh, I'll probably pick make an Oaks pick, but probably wouldn't be a bad idea. I haven't done my study in there. The other thing is I would say um, these headlines are concerning to me. I'm just going to I'm just going to leave. I'm going to leave. The headlines, you do the homework if you want. But it was almost a ponderance on should I be concerned because headline one says NASA to launch naked pictures of humans to space in hope of attracting aliens. That's a little presumptive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're going to let that stew a little bit. Could be counterproductive. Don't let that stew. And then the secondary headline, a new study says human colonies <laughs> On Mars could be built out of space bricks made from astronauts' urine. Oh, I was going to go with not number one. Well, I mean, that I guess that at least. Two. I mean, that's just would, all weird. Would make sense, maybe. I, I'm uh, not I'm more interested in this. We need to do a. On television. We tonight. know somebody at NASA now, so. That's true. We got inside. <laughs> Get him on the phone. We got inside. We got a hook. Mm-hmm. We got a hook at NASA now, so we can figure it out. Season two finale of uh, Call Me Cat on Fox tonight, and the season six finale of Night Watch on A and E. Are you a Call Me Cat? Are you? 
Never. I've seen the end of it because the show, I used to watch the Tim Allen show that came on right after it. Uh-huh. So I would see the final 30 seconds of it waiting uh-huh. for the other thing to start on my recording. Leslie Jordan's on it, and I find Leslie Jordan funny in about anything. Well, she's good. Um, Maya Bialik is good, too. I was going to say Leslie Jordan is not a she, but um, well, my, you're talking I about mean, Maya Bialik. Yeah. yeah. She's good. Today's highlight in history, this date in 1961, astronaut Alan B. Shepard became America's first space traveler as he made a 15-minute suborbital flight aboard Mercury Capsule Freedom 7. Oh, she read something in that story that's amusing. Is this about the naked pictures? Yes, I yeah. can't help myself. Does it identify who the people are? No, it's actually a drawing. But I did see the drawing. The drawing. The artist rendering was funny. Yeah, I don't know oh, I what they've draw- been looking at. But <laughs> I thought you meant a drawing like you can enter yourself and they'll just pick out random people and be like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to enter myself. Jimmy from Big please, Clifty. Please consider me to be shot into space, my nude photo. Oh, that's, yeah. In- Powering. In 1494... During his second voyage to the Western Hemisphere, Christopher Columbus landed in Jamaica. Jamaica, man. <laughs> Jamaica, fa- Jamaica farewell. He did, and Harry Belafonte. Uh-huh. In 1942, wartime sugar rationing began in the United States. Birthdays today, rock correspondent from MTV, Kurt Loder is 77. Brian Williams is 63. Tina Yothers is 49. She played the little sister on Family Ties. Adele Atkins, 34. Adele Gormley, only 35. Oh, you got one month to her birthday. Chris Brown is 33 she is not, today. She is 27. <laughs> she's older than Adele Atkins by one year. 27. Well, if you ask her, she's 27. Karl Marx, born this date in 1918. Uh, 1818. Nellie Bly in 1864. Ann B. Davis was born this day in 1926. She was on the Brady Bunch. And Tammy Wynette, born this date in 1942. Chart topper. Let's see if we can find a chart topper. Go back to 1960, and the Browns were number one with the old lamplighter. I don't know what a lamplighter is. I mean, is it self-explanatory? Someone who lights lamps, like a lighthouse. That's like remember when I discovered the people used to have the job of knocker upper. Yes. It's not self-explanatory no, in the way not. that you would know it. <laughs> not present-day self-explanatory. Not present-day knocker up. The Isley Brothers, number one. Number one in 1969. It's a person, a lamplighter, a person who lit and extinguished street lamps. Yes, the, they rode around, and mm-hmm. I think you can see it on Scrooge McDuck. Or, you can no. see it on that, and it's also in uh, Return of Mary Poppins. There we go. And because they go through, and they, they, they have mm-hmm. a stick, and they open the lantern mm-hmm. open oh. the lantern door, and then they light it, and then they close the lantern door, and they have to go around the next morning and, and extinguish them. Yeah, with the well, snuffer. From Harry Potter. Well, they have some snuff. They got some snuff in their gum, and then they snuff out. Dumbledore has a little thing that he can stick up in the air, and it takes all the the light from the street lamps, and it goes into his his magical pool. You've seen Harry Potter, right? Yes, and I am a fan. Uh uh, So I guess, in a way, Dumbledore's a lamplight, right? I guess. Sorry, I'm stuck on the sorting hat. Yvonne Elliman, if I can't have you, number one, 1978. You don't get sorted in Star Wars. Sure you do. You're either a 
rebel or uh-huh. you're part of the empire. I mean, it's wow, just, that's 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 impressive. All you need. You just, I mean, technically, all you need shirts and skins. Uh-huh. You don't need you don't need a bunch of different ones. Well, the Harry Potter is Slytherin. the same thing. Slytherin, uh-huh. Slytherin stinks. Yeah, they're, they're the bad guys. Jody Wiley looking for a new love. Number one. He'd be a Hufflepuff in '87. I can, yeah, I can peg the three of us in in this room. Oh yeah, where we would go. Who, okay, I'm I'm I'm, who, I'm interested. Who am I? <laughs> I'm not. No, not. no, no, no. I I want to know no, now. No, no well, you can't just no. drop it. This is off air. Yeah. Always be my baby, Mariah Carey, number one in '96. This she won't say it publicly. She's gonna tell me I'm in Slytherin. No, no. no. it's more about myself. Is the reason I'm no. not saying it on air. Uh, okay. <laughs> I think we got some Raven claws. If we're being honest. Uh huh. I'm gonna need like an index card to know what all this means. Gryffindor is known for being brave. Raven claws are kind of like the nerds. Kelly Clarkson, since you've been mm-hmm. gone, number one in what? Oh five. Yeah, 05. And then it's already been eight years since Jason Derulo was number one. With uh, two chains and talk dirty. It is a catchy little little drop there. Mm-hmm. All right, NBC Pearl of Wisdom for today. Don't forget, by the way, National Day of Prayer uh, service. On K105 Digital Productions uh, starting about And we were supposed noon, to do Cougar Baseball tonight, today. but that's no longer happening because they moved the game to Breck. Okay. All right. Very good. Uh, sure MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Life isn't a matter of milestones, but of moments. Life isn't a matter of milestones, but of moments. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for B, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.